once again, it's what's yours in music. It's our Saturday night and early Sunday morning, all request, all dance show, coming to you from WCPO and the courtesy of Felsenbrough Beer and Old Hickory Ale. And just in case there was any doubt as to what that introductory melody was, it's one that you've been calling for and requesting, requesting during the past hour when through the courtesy of the brewers of Felsenbrough Beer and Old Hickory Ale, we have left the air to present a special community chess broadcast. But now we carry on with our all-request show and we get back to Gene Cooper and that bolero at the Savoy. Here it is. here, but the censors took it out. <laughs> I understand last year, oh, and I'm going to the opening game in Chicago, in Chicago this week. I understand that last year when Mayor Kelly threw out the first ball, the audience applauded so loud that he, he wanted to pitch the whole game. <laughs> I don't laugh there myself. I knew what was coming. <laughs> but I've been up here uh, batting long enough to get a base on ball, so I'll let Phil Davis... I mean, and the Red Foley really hit out a home run. Go on, boys. Well, thanks a lot, folks, and howdy. For my first song tonight... I'm going to sing one that I think most everybody likes. Mr. Phil, a little introduction, please, to Mexicali Rose. Mexicali Rose, I'll cry. I'll 
come back to you some sunny day. Every night you know that I'll be pining. Every hour a year while I'm away. Cry those big brown eyes and smile, dear. And call those tears and please don't cry. Once again and hold me, Mexicali, goodbye. considered seemingly impossible are being accomplished every day. Just look about you. Look at the airplane, the radio, things we thought miracles, now taken for granted. And the same is true in the cigarette field. Once smokers thought it impossible to get a quality cigarette that sold for only 10 cents for a full pack of 20. But once again, the seemingly impossible has been accomplished. This time in Avalon cigarettes. Try a pack of Avalons and prove it to yourself. They're 100% union-made from a matchless blend of the world's finest Turkish and domestic tobaccos with a quality that will really please you. Yes, an exclusive quality that can't be surpassed. That's why you'd never guess they cost you less. Only 10 cents. Yes, only 10 cents plus any city or state tax. Never has a price so low but more high quality in a cigarette. Give Avalon a trial. Why not make it tonight? And now, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take you out on a deserted highway where Red Skelton has just opened a hot dog stand. We find that entrepreneur of the sizzling canines and his secretary, Edna Stilwell, busy doing nothing. To make sure that he doesn't pay any attention to us, we'll disguise ourselves as his creditors. Throw another dog on the fire. Sort of getting my pitch there, that whistle. Hey, Miss Stilwell, you don't seem very happy. 
Who gave you this hot dog business anyhow? Nobody gave it to me. I bought it. I gave a guy three dollars my jackknife for it. <laughs> that proves they gave you the business. Yeah. I wish you'd be kind of careful how you use that word business. Like you'd have a little respect for the dead. <laughs> Last night I didn't have a single customer. Well, don't be disappointed if business falls off a little. Yeah. Well, I'm not worried. I was reading a magazine in a barber shop today, and it said we're going to have a big boom this year. Really? Yeah, it said he's going to be bigger in 1930. <laughs> that magazine was ten years old. Yes. No wonder they thought Hoover would be re-elected. What's that? Oh, for a customer, look, a big white car just pulled up. With twin horns and four universal joints. That's a cow. Yeah, look, there's another one over there without any horns. How come he hasn't got any horns? Well, some cows have long horns and some have short horns. Some don't have any horns at all. But the reason that cow doesn't have any horns is because it's a horse, you dope. Say, the woods are full of them. Look, there's another cow. Oh, hiya, Phil Davis. <laughs> what are you doing in the woods, Phil? Well, you see, I was out for a ride, Miss Stillwell, and I had a little trouble with my Austin. An Austin? What happened? A tire go flat? No, a car went flat. <laughs> Want something to eat, Phil? Not me. I've got a soldier's stomach. Everything I eat goes to the front. <laughs> Besides, hot dogs don't agree with me. Yeah, but these are streamlined. Why, they digest so fast you have to take the bicarbonate of soda first. Nothing like a pun that lays there. Say, <laughs> so you better eat something, Phil. It's a long way into town. Well, I don't mind the long walk. The only thing that embarrasses me is the hitchhiker's stunning ride. <laughs> well, I'll see you later, skinny pants. Skinny yeah. <laughs> pants? Hello, Phil. Guy calling me skinny pants. You know, I could really branch out in business, though, if I was Phil Davis. How's that? Look, ain't he got a corporation in the back of him? <laughs> Run for your life, the damn fucker. Boy, I'm cold. Chill to the bone. Chill to the bone? Yeah. Well, put your hat on. Yeah. That's a fine way to talk to the man who faced death for you. You faced death for me. Sure. How come you didn't do anything when that snake jumped at me yesterday? He wasn't dead, was he? <laughs> but I really fight for you, though. Look at the muscle in my arm. Muscle? Yeah. It's like macaroni with veins. <laughs> Where's that coming from? This is coming up the road on a donkey. Yeah, how about that? Hello, Mr. Scouter. <laughs> well, Hercules, where'd you get that thing? Thing? Why, he's the Missouri Polo Pony. <laughs> Gee, he's kind of cute. Get off with me on there. Gee, I've always wanted to ride a donkey. Well, why don't you get on to yourself? <laughs> what are you doing up in this neck of the woods, Hercules? Oh, I'm a naturalist. I just love to go around studying wildlife. You know, I can hold conversation with the animals. You can? <laughs> Next time you see a skunk, ask him what's the big idea. If you're a naturalist, what are you doing with that gun? Well, today I came out here especially to hunt gorillas and lions and things. <laughs> 
There's no gorillas and lions up here. Well, I can dream, can't I? <laughs> How come you aren't wearing any shoes, Erky? Well, you see, when I go out in the woods, I never wear shoes. Walking through the grass just tickles me to death. <laughs> Look how big his toes are. They look like bananas. <laughs> well, that's my nurse's fault that my toes are so big. She played this little piggy went to market till I was ten years old. <laughs> my, those hot dogs smell good. I haven't got any money with me, but they sure do make my mouth water. They do? Give the guy a blotter. <laughs> I'll give him a hot dog. Okay, I'll give you one if you let me ride that donkey. Well, all right, but you're kind of big. So don't walk in front of him. If he sees what he's carrying around for a measly hot dog, he'll drop sick. <laughs> well, I must be going now, Mr. Shelton. It looks like rain, and I left some things on the line of the <laughs> What's this coming up the road? A customer. Don't tell me that's a cow. Don't try and tell me it's an automobile. <laughs> Mr. Skelton, I believe. <laughs> he got a very funny laugh, fella. It's going like a new year. <laughs> so you're just the guy I've been looking for. Too. And uh, this is your secretary, I believe. Uh, haven't I seen your face before? I usually carry it around with me. Uh, Listen, fella, I got a bone to pick with you. Do these hot dogs have pedigrees? Oh, certainly. They're all registered at the Kennel Club. Yes. Hey, don't you hear me talking to you? Yes, don't you see me ignoring you? <laughs> hey, come here, Miss Stilwell. That's the guy that sold me this place. Look, we'll make him think business is real good and he'll buy it back, huh? Okay. <clears throat> okay. Well, sir, we really are doing business here. No kidding. We really are. Say, Miss Stilwell, you better order about 50 more pounds of hot dogs. That sounds like a lot of baloney. Yes, sir. <laughs> that settles it, brother. When you sold me this place, you took me. But, Mr. Skelton, I have something to tell you. You ain't telling me nothing. I want my... Uh, mm. My voice is changing. <laughs> I want my three bucks and my jackknife. Very well. Here you are. But I'm afraid you're going to regret this, Mr. Skelton. Uh, thanks. But what makes you think I'm going to regret it? Well, the government is going to build a monument on this spot, and they're willing to pay $5,000 for it. Uh, you give me back my property, you slain jumper, you... <laughs>
mean those pleasant surprises? Well, the first time you try Avalon... Hey, wait a minute, Dell. How come you're telling the folks about Avalon now? Say, I'm glad you asked me, Red. Uh, I forgot to mention that Peter Grant can't be here tonight. So I will... How come he didn't ask me to make... Well, he thinks I know more about Avalon than you do, Red. Oh, he does, Uh doesn't he? Okay, I'll see how much you know about Avalon. Okay. How much less do Avalon's cost than other popular price brands? Only ten cents per pack plus any city or state tax. Uh, I'll get you one. I'll get you on this one. Why are Avalon superior quality cigarettes? Uh, well, because they're, uh... I got uh, you. Yeah, come on, come on. Uh, come on. Avalon cigarettes are superior quality because they're 100% union-made from the world's choicest Turkish and domestic tobaccos. And they're... Bl- blended together, Junior, to give you... To, to give you a delightfully mild, thoroughly enjoyable, extra smooth smoke. And you'd never guess they cost you less. Next time, ask for Avalon's... And don't forget your change. There, now. Are you satisfied, Skelton? All right. I know when I'm lit. But I had you puffing. Yeah. You sure did. Puffing on an Avalon. Yeah. <laughs> Say, Dell, you're a little tired. You better go over and rest your tired head on a pile of commercial announcements. <laughs> All right, Red. I'll see you later. Uh, good old Dell. Uh, if you're listening, Mr. Avalon, that's a mighty fine boy you got there. <laughs> And now, friends, uh, Red Foley in the Avalon course is going to sing one of the sweetest melodies ever written. Throw another do- uh, throw another log on the fire. <laughs> Thank you. 
we've received so many requests, especially from you high school students, to bring back our historical dramas, those stirring stories of Red Skelton's ancestors, you know. Well, Red says he's happy about the whole thing, and if you can take it, he can get it. So tonight, we turn back the pages of history to show you how a Skelton discovered America. Well, Mr. Skelton, I, for one, don't believe that stuff about your ancestors discovering America. Oh, no, you asked Del King. Sure, I know all about Christopher Columbus, hey, Skelton. Hey, Del, not Columbus. Leif Erikson, Skelton. Oh, gee whiz. I'm sorry. Uh, yes, I know all about Leif Erikson, Skelton, uh, the Viking who discovered America. Shall I set the scene? Okay, Del. Okay, Red. Okay, Phil. Time, 1000 A.D. The place, somewhere on the turbulent Atlantic Ocean. As the scene opens, we find Leif Erikson Skelton in the cabin of his proud Viking galleon. The ship supposedly making a voyage between Norway and Greenland is lost. We find Leif frantically poring over his map. With him is his secretary, Greta Stilwell. Where are we, Leif Erikson? Well, the way I got it figured out, looking at my nautical map and judging by the position of the North Star... We're somewhere in the middle of the Sahara Desert. <laughs> well, why don't you look at the compass, Fred? Oh, I threw that thing overboard. What good's a compass? I want to go west. That, only, that thing only points north. <laughs> Close that door! Leif Harrison, yes? the whale has been chasing us for the last three days. What'll I do? How's the food supply? No. Then turn around and chase him. Aye, aye, sir. Close that door! Oh, boy. This ocean's getting awful rough. You know, it reminds me of you. You mean it's wild, restless, and unconquered? No, it's all wet, and it makes me sick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, why did I leave Norway? Why did you have to come to Norway anyway? <laughs> I had to go there on business. I called on old King Olaf. Back while I was there, I called on three kings. How'd you make out? Well, the other guy had three jacks. <laughs> they don't call me least the lucky for nothing. Close that door! Ah, mate, Foley, what's up? The barometer, and we're off our course. Yeah? Well, if I had some boxes of this box of compass. We had a compass. <laughs> we ain't getting many miles to the galleon, are we? <laughs> How much canvas have we got up? Well, the top sheet, the main sheet, the bottom sheet, and two pillowcases. <laughs> well, the sails ain't enough. Get those guys in the galley rolling. But below, where will they roll to? Well, what's that over there? That's the horizon. We'll roll for that. It's better than nothing. I'm afraid there's going to be mutiny. Uh, you better talk to the men. Mutiny, eh? Well, light them up at the rail. Uh, they're lined up there now. <laughs> well, tell them to turn around. We're going to have a roll call. They've had roll call all day. Every time this ship rolls, they call you something. And I don't mean least the lucky. Come on, mate, Foley. You stay here, Silver. Until you figure out where we are. Close that door. I open it myself, Silver. Hey, you lovers, you supposed to be Vikings. Row, you devil dog to the sea. Quiet, man. Quiet, please. Quiet. You boys in that band heard of Appa? Appa? <laughs> Only the cat reads these lines. You want food, eh? Okay. We're almost up to that whale. Hand me that harpoon. I'm going to lean over the rail and get him now. Hold me tight. Don't let me go now. Hold tight. Hold tight. Who do you have to say? You have to see her. 
Look, I miss him. Lover, come back to me. Hey, Mr. Skelton, I just figured it out. Land's only a mile away. What direction? Straight down. Well, that settles it. I'm taking over here. That's mutiny, ain't it? Yeah, that's mutiny. Well, we'll clear that up in a hurry. And we're making you walk the plank. You wouldn't dare. That usually got a laugh. What happened? <laughs> I'll put you in irons, all of you. They hear me? I'll iron you. In fact, I'll wash an iron you. <laughs> you the first time. I wonder what strange land this is. Hey, I don't know. Hey, look. Look what's growing up toward us. Thousands of red-skinned savages. Yeah, I never saw so many foreigners. Who I? Here comes their chief up the side of the boat. Look at that ugly, cruel face. What a horrible-looking savage. He's going to speak. Now, you fellas turn right around and scare <laughs> Network tonight, and we do hope that through the week you'll remember when you ask for Avalon cigarettes. Don't forget your change. Yes, Avalon cigarettes, your friends for several cents less than others. You too can save this difference like all of us Avalon brothers. Each package wrapped in cellophane, each package union made. No wonder folks from coast to coast say Avalon be the parade. Oh, I'm Enjoy tonight's show, friends, and we cordially invite you to be with us next Saturday evening at the same time when the Brown and Williamson Tobacco Corporation will again present Avalon Time. Dell King speaking. Good night, everybody. Avalon Time originated in the studios of the nation's station and is reached you through the National Broadcasting Company. Copyright Golden Navy.